You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So let's get started. That's right. You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat podcast. And on tonight's episode. Hey, what kind of colored man are you? And the kind of colored man that don't like lazy, shiftless Negroes. That's right. The Black Not Democrat podcast has a problem with a potentially, allegedly, Lazy, shiftless Negro. Let me say that one more time. And what kind of colored man are you? And the kind of colored man that don't like lazy, shiftless Negroes. That's right, folks. You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat podcast, and I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. And in tonight's episode, we will be talking about the 44th president and his multiple changes multiple stances flip-flop uh evolution for reparations for americans for african americans for black americans for the negro that's right folks hr bill 40 hr 40 which has been on the desk of every president since 1989 Reparations for slavery legislation introduced by Representative John Conyers. Rest in peace. He passed away in 2019. His H.R. 40 has been presented since 1989. And the latest presentation was by Florida Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. But recently, on the Bruce Springsteen podcast, our 44th president, the first black president, Barack Hussein Obama, and him and him and the boss, the boss, Bruce Springsteen, yes, the original boss is white. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> but I digress. So there's three different versions of Barack Obama. We had Barack Obama in 2008. We had Barack Obama during the presidential campaign in 2019. And then we have the Barack Obama that appeared a couple of days ago on the Bruce Springsteen podcast. But first, let's play what Barack Obama was like, where Barack Obama was discussed with Dr. Boyce Watkins and Julian Malvo. And this is what they talked about. Obama in his presence, he good and bad. And I know you wrote a book, uh, Are We Better Off, Race, Obama, and Public Policy. And uh, and I would imagine that you're not a critic of Obama. Um, I don't think you are. I've never seen you as, a, as, a, as a, a, an extreme critic, like I'm going to go after him. But you have been objective in your analysis, which seemed to cause you a lot of problems. 
Uh, what would you say that people can say, you know, that was good or bad uh, for black people in particular about the Obama presidency? Because a lot of the perception amongst a lot of black people here is that, you know, the neighborhood is still the same. Um, yeah. you, know, you still have 45% black unemployment rate in South South Chicago where Obama lived. Um, you know, and, and I, I would just say if he just tweeted about it a few times, that that right there might drive people to action if he even acknowledged it. And and and, uh, and I, it almost seems that Trump has this, um, you know, part of his Trump card, if you will, to, you know, pun intended, is that he can tweet about the things that Obama never touched and 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 basically say, look, at least I'm talking about it. At least I'm talking about black people. Your own black president didn't seem to really even want to talk about your issues at all. Right. Um, I, I don't and, that, know and that was that was a tragedy of Obama. I mean, the good news about Obama is that he was, well, no, let's p- pull it back. Barack Obama never claimed to be a progressive, to be left of center. He was always pretty much a Democratic centrist. Um, his views were not very different from Hillary. She probably was to the left of him. She probably would have done more for black people than he did. Uh, okay, I got to pause it. Now, here we go again. This is another black Democrat pundit telling black people, because that's who listens to Dr. Boyce Watkins on his financial Juneteenth and his uh, uh, black real world, whatever the name of it is. It's a black audience. And here's another one. Miss Malvo, along with Michael Eric Dyson, other Negro whisperers, again, are saying that Barack Obama couldn't do for black people because he's black, a white person. Wow, folks, it's it's amazing how soon people forget. So let's continue. He was always caught up in, I'm not a black president, I'm the nation's president. I remember uh, I interviewed him in 2004. I was working with Willie Gary's television station at the time. At the convention, I was lucky enough to snag him we know people in common, Charles Ogletree, others. So we're having a very, very lovely conversation until I ask him about reparations. At which point, my man jumps up out the, off the chair and says, turn that camera off. <laughs> he has a total. Oh, wait, don't, don't just don't skip over that story. Are y'all as shocked as I am? So just tell us more. So you talked to President Obama. So I was able to get, he, was, he was senator then. Senator, senator Obama. Obama, okay. Well, he so I was able to get. Um, in fact, he was a state senator, and he hadn't even run for senate. Remember, he was a keynote speaker at the two thousand and four Democratic Convention, one right. of the speakers. So I was working for Willie Gary, and um, I was charged with you know gathering stories and you know wearing my journalist hat. I begged, borrowed, and everything else to get him. Everybody, you know, he was a hot ticket. Ogletree helped. A bunch of people called. Rock, you got to talk to Malvo. So um, there we had it. We're in my suite. Um, you never forget it. Uh, Cora Berry was sitting on, in the other side of the room. She's like, I'm not getting in your interview, but she did jump in for a couple of pictures. But <laughs> anyway, we, um, I'm ta- we're having a great conversation, really great conversation. His little handler had said, I only have 15 minutes, but we know in common. It turned out we're there for like 30, 40 minutes until I asked about reparations. When I asked about reparations, he totally like went off. Like he jumped off the chair. He's microphone. We're not recording this. And you know, he wow. did not even want to be in the same sentence in the same room with reparations. So wow. he's like, Nope to the Nope to the Nope. Next thing you know, the little hand 
used to see Dr. Boyce Watkins' face. He's shocked. He's shocked that the first black president would act like this. Let's continue. Handler is gathering up their stuff. And I'm like, okay, dude, can we at least close the interview out? I can say bye so we can edit, edit this part out and we can say bye and it's civil. So we did. Wow. That's amazing. So this was a story of Barack Obama prior to him run for president. So let's listen to how he handled black people's issues once he became president. Because some people just, you know, they they just didn't know that these things uh, occurred, but they did. And uh, Barack Obama, I mean, again, I think his black card has expired, but Let's listen to what he said back in 2011. Roll tape. Well, as he settles in for the next 10 days of that vacation, the president is also getting criticism from one group that was previously very supportive, leaders of the black community. Now, remember, this is about Barack Obama, the 44th president. You can replace his name with the 46th president, Joseph R. Biden, because the same thing is about to happen. So let's finish listening to how the Democrat Party felt about the first black president. Roll tape. CBS News correspondent Wyatt Anders is traveling with the president in Martha's Vineyard. He joins us this morning. Good morning. Erica, good morning. While the national unemployment rate you mentioned is 9.1% for African Americans, it is 16%. And now many black leaders are questioning the president's record on jobs. Plus, after the president spoke to mostly white audiences on his bus tour through Iowa this week. Again, remember, this is about this report is on Barack Obama, not Joe Biden. But the same thing is happening in 2021 that happened in 2011. Let's get I love it. Trust but verify everything in the mainstream media because the Black Not Democrat podcast hosted by me, Trump Squad 52, we keeping it real in 2021. Because we bringing it all back up. I love the internet. Week That only added to concerns he is ignoring his black base and black constituents. The concern was voiced publicly this week by Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters. We're supportive of the president, but we get a tired job. We want to give him every opportunity. But our people are hurting. Yes, the unemployment is unconscionable. The unemployment for African-Americans was visible in Atlanta on Thursday when a mostly black crowd of thousands of the unemployed lined up in the Georgia heat for a job fair sponsored by the Congressional Black Caucus, the snapshot of what the president has called an unemployment crisis. Many blacks believe Mr. Obama could have fought harder during the debt reduction talks to help the unemployed through the crisis. And so many African-Americans would love to see President Obama talk more about their community specifically, talk about their needs specifically, and be engaged in their immediate communities. Despite those complaints, the president still gets strong approval ratings from African Americans, 88 percent, a number 50 points higher than his approval among whites. To address the unemployment crisis, the president will work part-time on his vacation on the job creation package he will reveal in September. Erica? 
Now, again, folks, this clip that I just played was from 2011, and it's happening again in 2021. Now, this is what Obama is saying right now. He appeared, like I said, on the Bruce Springsteen podcast. And here's the article from Real Clear Politics. Headline, Obama. Reparations are justified, but politics of white resistance have made it a non-starter. This was written February 24th. Former President Barack Obama talked about reparations on Bruce Springsteen's podcast after the host asked if reparations are justified. Barack Obama said, if you ask me, theoretically, are reparations justified? The answer is yes. Obama said on Tuesday on the Bruce Springsteen podcast, quote, there's not much question that the wealth The power of this country was built in significant part, but not exclusively, maybe not even the majority of it, but a large portion of it was built on the backs of slaves. And what I saw during my presidency was the politics of white resistance and resentment. The talk of welfare queens and the talk of the under-deserving poor and the blacklash against affirmative action. All that made the prospects of actually proposing any kind of coherent, meaningful reparations program struck me as politically not only a non-starter, but potentially counterproductive. Even after the end of formal slavery and the continuation of Jim Crow, the systematic oppression and discrimination of black Americans resulted in black families not being able to build up wealth, not being able to compete, and that has generational effects. Obama also said. So those are the words, and I'm not going to say strangely, but I because I know how the oper- how the lamestream media operates when the Democrats are in power. At this point, I haven't been able to find any audio. They only release the uh, <clears throat> the transcripts. So, again, Barack Obama is out pimping some form of reg- reg- of reparations, but guess what was just announced, people. Guess what was just announced tonight? The Senate parliamentarian has struck down the $15 an hour minimum wage increase out of the reconciliation bill. So what does that mean? I think it means, (laughs) I think it means that Sleepy Joe been lying. And, 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 and again, this, this just happened. This just happened. Headline, Senate parliamentarian rules Democrats cannot include minimum wage hike in COVID-19 economic relief bill. That is unbelievable. But see, Joe Biden said it. 
okay? And here's a part from the story. Some Democrats had already expressed opposition to including a $15 minimum wage provision in the relief bill. Senator Joe Manchin told reporters this week that he believed a $15 minimum wage by 2025 was too high and would be damaging for more rural states like his own West Virginia. Quote, $11 is the the right place to be, Manchin told reporters on Monday. Throwing 15 out there right now just makes it very difficult in rural America. If the parliamentarian allowed for minimum wage to be included, it's not clear that Democrats would have been able to muster the votes to pass it as is. The Senate can waive the parliamentarian rules, which requires a simple majority, which means Kamala Harris would have to overturn the parliamentarian. But in a statement, Bernie Sanders said that the strong said that he strongly disagrees with tonight's decision by the Senate parliamentarian. However, he said that he would push to move forward with an amendment punishing corporations that don't provide a $15 minimum wage and providing incentives for small businesses to increase their wages. In the coming days, I will work with my colleagues in the Senate to move forward with an amendment to make tax deductions away from large profitable corporations that do not pay workers at least $15 an hour to provide small businesses with the incentives they need to raise wages. That amendment must be included in the reconciliation bill, he said. So folks right now, again, the Democrats and, and our 46th president, Sleepy Joe Biden, they're having problems. Okay. So maybe that's why we saw Barack Obama on the Bruce Springsteen show. Because maybe they need his magic again. Because people are going to ask this question over and over again about Barack Obama. Because some people in the black community just not feeling him. And they have this question. That's right. So Barack Obama is in the position to allow the questions to continue to be raised. What kind of man was he? I'm the kind of colored man that don't like lazy, shiftless Negroes. So is Barack Obama becoming that lazy, shiftless Negro that used to be held at a high esteem in the black community, but now he just seems like an opportunist? And, and the irony of it all is that Barack Hussein Obama, the 44th president of the United States, is not even an American descendant of the slaves. Barack Obama is an American descendant of slave owners. Unfortunately, that is what the Democrat Party gave us for the first black president. So before I go, I got one thing to say to the desperate Democrats. Stay woke. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. See you tomorrow, folks.